goodness of the Lord, the, the great Emmanuel, is with us. I want to share with you, let's read out of Isaiah 9. Isaiah 9. It says, it says, nevertheless, nevertheless, the, the dimness, the darkness shall, shall not be such as was in her vexation when at first he lightly afflicted the land of Zebulon and the land of Naphtali. Now, Zebulon, did you know that Zebulon and Naphtali, they were sons of Jacob. So I want to emphasize this. They were sons of Jacob. And one of those names actually meant dwelling. And that's something one actually meant wrestling like wrestling with God through prayer. And the other one actually means dwelling, okay? Because one of them was actually conceived by one of Jacob's um, handmaids, and the other one was by Leah. So, but these were actually Jacob's sons. So this land that we're talking about was actually, you got to understand, sons of Jacob here. And, and we're going somewhere with this. Just hold on. We're going somewhere with these scriptures, but I'm reading from Isaiah chapter 9. I'm going to go on. It's going to sound very familiar to you once I get there. But we just, of course, we just skip over certain parts in the scriptures, and I want to go further. And let's go back to it. It says, so nevertheless, the gloom will not be upon her who is distressed. I'm reading New King James Version now. <laughs> As when at first, as he light lightly esteemed the land of Zabalon, I'm messing up these names, okay, forgive me, and the land of Nephtali, and afterwards more heavily oppressed her by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan and Galilee of the Gentiles. Does it sound familiar? You heard of, <laughs> of Jordan, remember, baptism, and Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. You have multiplied the nation and increased its joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy of harvest. This is actually a prophecy that Isaiah the prophet spoken. You'll understand why, which is why to understand this, we've got to tell a little bit about the history of what was actually happening. These were sons of Jacob. So this is a promise of being fulfilled. Though darkness was upon their land and different things were going on, guess what's getting ready to happen? I love how this is said. So you multiplied the nation and increased its joy. They rejoiced before you according to the joy of harvest. <laughs> it's harvest time. As men rejoice when they divide the spoil, for you have broken the yoke of the burden. And the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. Every warrior sandal from the noisy battle, and garments rolled in blood, while he used for burning and fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born. For unto us a son is given. So you're familiar with that part. But like I said, we usually don't know the history of this. This is prophecy being fulfilled. Darkness and different things were going on, but here's the prophecy for ahead of time. You know who we're talking about. 
is capitalized. A child is born, and unto us a son is given. This is Christ our Lord. Isn't it interesting? A child was born. Isn't it interesting how the enemy usually goes after? He don't even want, he wants to abort before the child is even born. So thank the Lord. This child, and we're speaking of Jesus, was born. And unto us, the son was given. Free gift for Christ. It says, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and the peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from the time forward even forever the zeal of the lord of hosts will perform this i'm telling you right now we've seen the mighty acts of god we've seen him the israelites the jews and different people of different nations have seen god wonderful that term wonderful means he's a he's a miracle worker and we know he's talking about jesus who came he was born from a virgin mary we've seen him perform his wonderful acts which he still do to this day because it's a state it says jesus is the same yesterday today and forevermore and so it said his name will be called wonderful and that term that's the term he does mighty mighty acts you know he performed miracles wonderful counselor mighty god i was reading here that means you know what that means he will actually stand because it's capitalized which refers to a person capable of standing before kings and leaders to give wisdom and advice as stated in John chapter 7, verse 46, Christ's wisdom stunned even his opponents who said, never have we heard a man spoke like this. Remember, he spoke as one that had authority. Many of the high priests and scribes, where did you get this from? Remember, he was wise in counsel. He was the counselor. He is our counselor. I want to remind you of that. He can stand before you. He is your advocate counsel he counsels you in the night season he is your counselor when you cannot get that call or set that appointment all you got to do is call upon him i just want to remind you he is the same yesterday today creating he's doing still doing wonderful things in our lives performing miracles he is still the counselor he's the still the one that we can go to for wisdom and insight guys i want to remind you that it says mighty god He's still performing mighty miracles. In a minute, I'm going to go over some examples of this to confirm that the area, the very area what I was talking about of these two boys from Sons of Jacob, you're going to notice we're going to go over how God indeed, Jesus indeed, he was born. And while he was here on earth, he showed himself mighty. He performed miracles. He showed himself as the mighty counselor right here near the area i'm gonna tell you the area the area is the same area where the sons of jacob were isn't that something along galilee isn't that something he you're gonna find out jesus performed a lot of actually his miracles dear what galilee isn't that something it's amazing <laughs> the messiah called the mighty God, the everlasting Father. Christ said that those who saw him actually saw the Father, as stated in the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 30. 
those who saw him actually saw the father. He's a perfect example. You want to know how God is? You want to know how God the father is? Look at Jesus. Remember Jesus out of his own mouth, which is why he stated. He said, I only do what I say the father do. You understand? He was just simply imitating his heavenly father, which we're supposed to be doing as his sons and daughters. So he performed, as you could go and read in the Gospels, that he, along Galilee, he performed these miracles. He acted as counselor and as a mighty God right here on earth. Everlasting father, prince of peace, and the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. You got to understand, there will be no end of his kingdom. And you got to understand, in Revelation, he will be ruling, ruling. Guys, God understand. He is going to be ruling and reigning as King of Kings. Okay, and and according to Revelations twenty, he will Christ. And I love how this Christ will cause all wars to cease during the thousand year rule from Jerusalem, and he will indeed be ruling forever and ever. We have something to look forward to. But you got to understand, since he's the Prince of Peace. Peace comes from him. Remember he said, greater is he that's in me as he is in the world. Remember he said, in this world, Christ, he even said in the gospel, in this world. He said, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. In this world, you will have trials and tribulation, but be of good cheer. Isn't that what he said? Peace. Peace comes from him. Remember, he brought peace and goodwill towards all. This is why we must testify here. Of him, and I want to go into. I want to clarify again from these two sons. This was the land that was stated. Because remember, we skipped along in this prophecy. But if you read, start with nine one, you understand they're talking about the same land, which which these two sons of Jacob. So you know this is fulfilling prophecy promises. You know this is God showing Himself mighty in the midst of their darkest situation. He's showing, I'm coming. I'm going to bring peace in this situation to those, to even the next generation, generation, hundreds of years even later. Let's go there. Let's look how in the Gospels He in fact did that. Let's look at what the Gospel says. One. And Matthew actually states, let's see where it is. In Matthew chapter 4, it says, Jesus went about all Galilee. Okay, this remember, reminding you, this is the area of those two sons of Jacob. And of course, Christ, he shows up there. He shows up there. Remember, even when he came on the scene, even people, <laughs> they were like, can anything good come out of Nazareth? But you got to understand, because this area was considered a dark area for the Jews. And we're going to see how Jesus coming to bring light into darkness. Even he was stated in the Gospel of John, he said, those who follow me does not even, you won't walk in darkness if you follow me. I am the light of the world. And you'll find out in several examples through the Gospel where he did great mighty miracles it says right here chapter 4 matthew chapter 4 verse 23 jesus went about all galilee teaching in their synagogues preaching the gospel of the kingdom as i said we think it's just church no god's kingdom goes beyond the, your walls okay i just gotta remind you preaching 
the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases among the people. Then his fame went out throughout Syria, and there brought to him all the sick people who were afflicted with various diseases, guys, and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them, okay? This is what happened in the area. The great multitude followed him from Galilee, and from there, you got to understand, this is what happened there. Even there, you go further, Matthew 4, 10, 4, yes, what is this here? It is 4, 418. You see here, it says, Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee saw two brothers, Simon Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting out a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Where did this happen at? The Sea of Galilee. So he even called his disciples to follow them in this area. Isn't this something? I love how this, because this shows the faithfulness of God. You know, it was a dark time in the sons of Jacob time, the same area. But here he comes to lighten it up. His promise is being fulfilled right here. Okay. And then it says, and they immediately left their nets and followed them. I love that. He said, going, going on from there, he saw the two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left the boat, and, they, and their father, that's, that is speak volumes, because sometimes we've got to leave what's familiar to us. you got to understand, they were fishermen. Didn't it just say that? So they were willing to leave <laughs> what was familiar to them, including their father, and what did they do to cleave to Christ? And they followed him. Again, this stated, this was near the Sea of Galilee. Fulfillment of promise. Fulfillment of prophecy right before our eyes. And it continues. It continues. That's why I said it's forever. Let's go on. I want to show you something else in the book of Mark. And there's plenty of other stories. How he healed and delivered. But you'll notice it was around those areas of Galilee. And by the way, this was a dark area. Even for the Jews, it was like, this is a dark area. Because anything good come out of it? Of course, Christ did. And what did he do? He's ministering to some of everybody. He showed himself mighty and bringing peace in different situations. Another thing, it says, let's go and mark. Let's see where we're going to Oh, here we go. Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter Mark chapter 1. I love this. It says, It came to pass those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Didn't I mention that earlier? I'm telling you this fulfilling prophecy. It said, Immediately coming up from the waters, he saw the heavens parting and the Spirit descending upon him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my beloved son in whom I am pleased. Again, this is happening in the same area. Jesus, God is speaking from heaven. This is my well son. I am well pleased. John the Baptist is baptizing Jesus in, in the same area, guys. I love this. And it also goes on to say, it says, Jesus begins his Galilean ministry. It says, now after John was put in prison, in verse 14, we're in Mark. And you can, these, 
you could find in all these gospels. Just <laughs> you'll find out in all of them that he was doing performing miracles near this area, the Galilee. <laughs> Telling you, is that now after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. That's what we should be declaring. Repent and believe in the good news. Isn't it something that Jesus came on the scene talking about repent? So, why are we not talking about people need to repent? You know what that word means? We need to start telling people, repent, believe in the gospel, the good news. Jesus Christ has came, died for your sins. Repent means to change of mind, to do a full turn. Change of mind, change of action. We need to encourage people to change, guys. Complete transformation. Change your way. Change your way of thinking, then actions will follow. Truly repent. Not just saying, I'm sorry. Remember how Paul said, the very goodness of the Lord lead you to repentance let's encourage people to do so and this is why he did he performed many 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 miracles it talks about that you keep going preaching in galilee i mean just all over you will say you can see the goodness of god he's performing mighty mighty miracles i'm going to read you another one I was going to read you about he even, he even delivered. I want to talk about healing. Even, you know, when the unclean spirit came out, where where you think that happened at? It was near Galilee. Near Galilee. Telling someone to be, become whole. Of course this was happening near that. You know? Because he, he this is Jesus. He was healing, delivering them. Setting free right near Galilee, this area. That's what I'm saying. He brought light. He brought light to this area that even the Jews themselves thought was dark to this area. I love how he, you know, he healed the even the unclean spirits. He set them free. It's amazing to me how God just. I mean, you just see it fulfilled in most of these scriptures. It's, it's just happening. It's amazing. I'm telling you, just go back. Just go back and look at how many times that Jesus, the areas where he healed and set free. One man was healed. It says this. Let's read it. Mark 1, the healing. This even happened. They went into Capernaum immediately on the Sabbath. He entered the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his teaching. Of course, remember I told you he was a wonderful counselor? For he taught them as one having authority, not as scribes. Now there was a man in their synagogue with the unclean spirit. And he cried out, saying, let us alone. We have nothing to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth. Did you come to destroy us? I know that who you are, the Holy One of God. Isn't it something that the unclean spirits recognize God? The Holy One of God. I, it makes, it's like, I've been wondering, because sometimes the Christians are like, do you recognize who we have, the anointed one to destroy yokes? Go back to what I read. He destroys yokes. Wonderful counselor. Here we go. It says, but Jesus rebuked him, saying, be quiet and sunk. 
and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had convulsed in him, cried out with a loud voice, he came out of him. Then they were all amazed, till that they questioned among themselves, saying, Who is this? Remember, this is wonderful. This is counselor. This is prince of peace. What new doctrine is this? For what authority he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And immediately his fame spread throughout all the region around Galilee. You want to know why? Because he was healing and set free. He, the prince of peace that showed up, that was what's bringing peace. Because he was setting them free from unclean spirits, healing the diseases and sickness right in this area. This is for fulfillment of prophecy in which he continues. That's why it's stated forever. This is not just, oh, that was just then when Jesus was walking. But let me remind you, see, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Something I want to remind you of and we forget about two witnesses because I, I want to encourage you to testify about these things Christ is fulfilling prophecy right before our eyes he's still wonderful he's still doing miracles and mighty works before our eyes but I want to give you two examples right after Christ was born let's look at Luke 2 two witnesses okay I encourage you, you study in your own time. You will find out a lot of miracles were performed around the Galilean area. Let's go to Luke 2. Luke chapter 2, verse 3. Let me see. I'm reading from verse 22. It says, Now in the days when her purification, talking about Mary, okay, according to the law, when she of Moses, were completed. They brought him, speaking of Jesus, to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. This was customary of the Jews. As it was written of the law of the Lord, every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. Isn't this something? Remember I just read even the demon, even unclean spirit recognized that holy unto the Lord. But going back to the scripture, it says, And to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. So that's what they did. They brought sacrifice. They brought baby Jesus to the temple according to the law. And that's what they offered. It's very interesting that Jesus, Mary, they brought a lowly sacrifice. It said the sacrifice that were offered by Jesus' family proves that he was born they didn't have very much because they said customary to law. The law required a woman to offer a lamb on the occasion of a birth, but the poor were allowed to instead bring two dirt turtle doves or pigeons. Okay, so this is very interesting. So our lowly Savior, he came on the scene. But check this out, what the two witnesses are going to say. They're gonna, you're going to notice they know this is more than just a baby, right? Verse 25, it said, Behold, there was a man, check this out, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devoured, waiting for the consolation of Israel. <laughs> I love this. He's waiting. This is what we should, consolation, comfort of Israel for the whole nation. And the Holy Spirit was upon him, and it had been revealed to him, check this out, by the Holy Spirit, that he would not see death before he had seen 
the Lord's Christ. So he's waiting. He's like, I don't even want to experience death until I behold him for myself. So he came by the Spirit. Remember, he was led by the Spirit to the temple. And when I'm reading verse 27, you can read by itself. Isn't this something how the Holy Spirit is involved in this? This witnessing of Christ? <laughs> Even at, when he was a child, okay, he said, He came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought the child, Jesus to do for them according to the custom of their law, because they were Jews, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace mm. according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all the peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people of Israel. And Joseph and his mother, they marveled at these things. And there's something he knew this was not just no baby. He's like, he's bringing comfort and consolation to the nation. You know, this is salvation has come, I behold him. He said, I can't even, I can't even depart from here until I see. I can't depart in peace until I see salvation for myself. So that shows he, he by the spirit of God, he knew this was more than a child. Do you understand? Do we see we understand that this is God with us, Emmanuel. He understood that. He said, and Joseph and his mother, they marvel at those things which were spoken of him. Then Simeon blessed him and said to his Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel, for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a sword appears to your own soul also that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed because he was basically saying he's he knew he's like mary you're going to grieve of what's going to happen to this child but this child is destined this child has purpose and it's something that he knew he knew by the spirit of god this child is destined to rise and fall of many and going to bring salvation to the nation and this is something, I'm going to tell you something I pray concerning my loved ones that I know that haven't experienced the Lord in a personal way for themselves. I often think of Simeon, how he prays that I don't want to depart here until I see salvation. So this is something you could pray for your lost loved ones. Encourage you. I would encourage you to pray the same thing. Don't let them depart because they can't truly be in peace. <laughs> Did you hear what I just said? Like, be like Simon. Don't let your servant depart until you experience your salvation. Simeon did it. And I ask you, do you experience him in a personal way, like Simeon, that he's Lord and Savior? Have you submitted to that? Have you encouraged others to do so? Let's go on to the other witness. Okay, that was a man, an older gentleman here, witness in the temple. Let's think about Anna. This is Anna bears witness of the Redeemer. She calls him Redeemer. Let's go on. Verse 36. It says, Now there was one, Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Hanel of the tribe of Asher. She was a great age and had lived with her husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years who did not depart from the temple but served God with fastings and prayers 
She was a prophetess. I'm going to say that again. This woman was a prophetess. And at, the, at that instant, this is and coming in that instant, Simeon is there. Here she comes. Here come the two witnesses. Remember, the Bible, according to Deuteronomy, everything got to be established at least two or three witnesses. Here we have a man, and here we have a woman. And this, that's happened to be called a prophetess. Isn't that amazing? This is amazing. So you have no excuse. And by the way, she's a widow. She don't have no husband. Because many of us would say, well, leave it to your husband. She's a widow, guys, an older woman. Or leave it to the young people. So what's your excuse? God used Anna as a prophetess to declare who he was. It says, and coming in an instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him. Who is she talking about? Christ, the Lord. Spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. So in her hometown, she spoke of this redeemer, Christ. She didn't keep it to herself. This widow. So what do you think we're supposed to be doing, guys? So I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you. This is indeed wonderful counselor, mighty God. Today, everlasting father, prince of peace today. And encourage you, the government, there's no end to his government. <laughs> you know, some, some of us, I'm waiting for who's going to come up in election and this and that and what the governor are going to say and those who, who are going to get elected this time and this upcoming year and all this and that. I'm going to tell you something. We better start trusting in the Lord. His kingdom, his government, there is no end. I want to encourage you to look to Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. Stop trusting in all the leaders, the princes, the, the governing officials, because they need to submit to the Lord themselves. Start trusting in the wonderful counselor who the scripture says, according to Isaiah 9, there will be no end actually to his government. And he's actually the prince of peace. He has established peace for us, the scripture said. Peace derived comes from Christ. Do you understand? Not from the world, not from the government, not from this system, but from Christ. He is the Prince of Peace. I know it was stated in Isaiah, but remember, these things are forever. There's no end to his kingdom. He's still, he's still Lord. And we have something to look forward to. But I'm telling you, we have him to this day. Will you call upon him? Will you share the Prince of Peace to others so they can make peace with God and get to know God, the everlasting Father? I love how the terms when speaking of Christ, he's, he gives everlasting consolation, everlasting love, everlasting Father. And you can know him yourself. I want to encourage you, get to know him yourself. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. There's no end to these things. He's already begun them, guys. In the midst of dark situations, I know times look dark right now. But let him enlighten your darkness. Let him enlighten your darkness as a prince of peace. 